Happy Pod Podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and uh, I have a really exciting guest for all of you indie pod or indie podcasters out there this week. Uh, I I'm super excited to be able to bring on a good friend of mine, and we are going to talk about a topic that is both near and dear to his heart as well as mine. The topic is, of course, that you have to ask. You have to ask. You have to do the work and, and, and make it happen. And it starts by asking. Anyway, before we jump into that, uh, I just want to remind everyone that on May 16th, we are doing another virtual conference. It is uh building your uh, community yeah, community building for podcasting. I'm super excited to get that rolling here. Uh, Facebook user, oh wow, says, oh wow, I shared the room with Max at PodFest. He was amazing. He is amazing. He inspired, oh wait, I'm not supposed to say the name yet. Ah, you're screwing me up there, uh, Facebook user. The beard, it is still present. I have showered though since Monday. I, <laughs> I, I promise I've showered. I just, uh, I've, I've absolutely had to because I've been doing a lot of work around the house. But I, uh, oh, hey, Ant, you got to go to, you got to go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook so we can see your beautiful beard up on the screen uh, like everybody else. Um, yeah, so this, this guy inspires me. I've known him for quite a few years now. It's, it's been an, an amazing journey for himself, for myself, and to be able to talk with him every single week. I'm excited to get to bring him to you to talk about all you have to do is ask. Uh, and the, before I get there, this episode is brought to you by podbean podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting we give you all the tools you need for a successful for they they give you all the tools i don't give you the tools i give you the tools to try to help you learn uh they give you all the tools you need for a successful podcast such as unlimited podcast hosting podcast distribution monetization options for podcasts of any size and live stream podcasting 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 capability sign up today at www.podbean.com that's p-o-d B-E-A-N dot com. Uh, yeah, so I'm really psyched to be able to, you know, yes, thanks, Brent. StreamYard.com slash Facebook to show your wonderful profile, picture, and name. Michael Kroos is in the house as well. What is going on, Michael? It's good to see you here. Matt, uh, he, our guest has truly changed the way he thinks. He's changed the way I think. He has changed the way that so many people that I've gotten to meet and know and have gotten to meet and know him uh, changed the way they think. And uh, he constantly challenges me to push myself harder. Everybody, I need you to give it up for the blind blogger himself, Maxwell Ivy. Woo! Welcome, Max. How the heck are you doing tonight, man? Well, I'm doing really good. I appreciate that welcome and that great introduction. And <clears throat> I'm I'm very jealous because um, I only record my stuff live. I don't actually broadcast it live. And uh, there's actually absolutely no way I could see myself r reading and responding to people on social media while I'm trying to do my podcast. So I'm very impressed, very jealous. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> and and no, I, you have not inspired me to try it myself. That's one of those things that I'm just not going to do. 
Well, we talked uh, about it. You can do it. You absolutely can do live streaming. We just need yes. we need to get you somebody who can help produce this show for you. Or right, yeah, right. I mean, and why that's... don't we and why don't we kick off the show in the way we intend to go forward? If there's somebody in the room that wants to be the producer for the blind bloggers, what's your excuse show uh, when it goes live? Um, we got a home for you. We don't have no cash for you, but we can give you props, promote you on social media. And hey, there's a there's a phrase some people have used when they've met me and worked with me. They're like, you know, Max, I love working with you because people are starting to say, if he did that for Max, what could he do for me? So there is definitely value in, in uh, collaborating and helping out the blind blogger um, and what's your excuse. So if we have somebody in the house that wants to produce, uh, theblindblogger.net, there's a contact form over there. Get in touch with me. Yes. I, I, you know, all they have to do is, as Brent just wrote below, ask. And uh, Brent Basham also says, Max in the house. Of course he is. I'm super pumped to have him here. Uh, you know, Max, I, I think that anybody uh, – let, well, let me tell you, let me let me spin a little story. They uh that you had people come like so you you traveled from Houston, Texas to South Jersey and uh for the first time back in 2017, I believe was that when we yes. did the was the May of 2017 a book to be released any day now. Yes, so uh, that was my first trip and you know I really had no idea how big a deal that was until I'm standing there or sitting there after my talk and half the speakers referenced how inspired they were by the fact that I traveled halfway across, across the country by myself to give a talk if, if, at your event in Philadelphia. I mean, it was it was it was very hard to take in for a little while. And you know, Azuka Zook, Erica Booker, um, uh, John Locke, I think was the other. There were several other speakers who mentioned me during yeah. the talk. It was Travis. It Wolf. was crazy. And Amy J. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was very, very, uh, it was very encouraging to me because, um, a lot of times, and this isn't just for me. Um, a lot of times people get so involved in the doing that they don't really take the time to realize, Hey, I just did something that's pretty freaking amazing. And I need to remember this day or this week or this minute. And that happened to me in Philadelphia. I really did not think how big a deal it was until after the first week of my trip was almost over. I was had done my talk and was sitting down when it really hit me. You know, Max, uh, most people would not have done what you just did. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, when you, you got off the, you got off the train, right. Uh, which they missed you. You were late <laughs> because they missed, you missed getting off the train in Philly. You went all the way to, to, to Trenton, New Jersey, which is like central Jersey. Yeah. And then came back and then I, I couldn't get a hold of you. And I'm like, just, I'm like, I, I don't know where he's at. I start leaving uh, Hopeworks where I was working at the time. Cause that's where you were planning on coming, you know, meeting at. Uh, and then all of a sudden I get a call to like turn around and come back. Cause you showed up and it's like, I was like sitting there thinking like, man, that, that, uh, that taxi driver must've thought you were crazy. You know, a blind guy <laughs> at like five o'clock in the afternoon wants to take a taxi into, to North Camden. It does not, it doesn't, doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course I knew because you told me before I left that, Camden is considered the, one of the uh, something like most the dangerous. third or fourth most dangerous city in America. Yeah. 
which don't any of y'all tell my family that because they don't know that <laughs> yeah, yet. They don't watch the show. Of course not. Why would they, they watch do the not, show? We do not want them knowing that either. Um, <laughs> hopefully uh, they can't hear you right now. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they can't. They probably can. I find I find half the time whenever I say stuff that I wish nobody heard, there's usually somebody listening at that point. So we will find out. But, hey, I've done taking two or three other trips since then, and I'm home right now. And thanks to Corona, nobody's worried about me leaving town anytime soon. But, you know, the real important part of this story for the purposes of this interview is uh, I had I had reached out to Joe about being on his podcast in, I think, August of the year before. And as part of doing the podcast, I find out that he has the Mid-Atlantic Podcasters Conference but it was, you know, it was in and still is in September, although now it's the Independent Podcasters Conference or Indie PodCon. Um, and I, you know, I kind of hinted at the fact that, well, if it wasn't for the timing, I'd love to speak there. So I didn't do that, obviously. But the next spring, when Joe decided to put on DreamCon, and this is where he and I are not sure because um, he remembers me asking him if I could speak. And I remember him sending me an email and suggesting I apply. I'm not sure which which is the truth, but the but we but we ended up um, I got to speak at DreamCon because I had been on his podcast and because I asked him about speaking the year before. And sometimes that's the way it is with asking. Sometimes people either can't say yes or uh, they're involved in something at the time and they and they don't get back to you. And sometimes they say yes a year or two years later. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I think that uh, being being able to get over your fear of asking uh, is is huge. I think that it 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 can be a game changer for you, especially if you're you know timid and not wanting to ask, not wanting to put people you know feeling like you you feel that burden of like I'm going to put somebody out, and that's not what I want to do. And you know, ultimately, if you don't ask, then you you probably won't get what you're looking for uh in most cases because people can't read your mind no sorry that's not a thing no now they they can't read your mind but um i do believe that there are various ways of asking and of course you know you can call somebody on the phone send them an email uh post on their social media wall Uh, you can leave a comment on their blog or the podcast those are those are obvious direct ways but uh, sometimes saying something out loud without asking, uh, either in a comment or in an interview, will will result in somebody saying yes. Uh, sometimes d- just continuing to do something that frustrates you, but continuing to think about, well, it would be great if somebody would come along and do this or explain it uh, or show me a different option. And sometimes, you know, that's into the whole law of attraction area where the fact that you are focusing on it will eventually uh, have somebody come forth that will help you with it. And then sometimes it's just a matter of being uh, being honest and sincere about the desire to be better at what you're doing. And when people know that you at your heart want to be really good at something, they will sometimes come along and, uh, and offer to help you. And one of the best examples or, uh, that I have recently is our good friend uh, Stacy uh, Greenberg. Uh, What's up, Stacy? I need. I actually yeah. was thinking about her today. Yeah, you know, you know, text you, her. Yeah, I should text her right now. There you no, go. Wait, I should. I should. Well, wait. you text her while I tell my story. Okay, we'll do both. Yes. All we'll, right. Well, between us, we will multitask. I think her uh, phone broke though, so I. I oh, uh, 
But here's the thing. Stacy knew, uh, or at least she believed, that I wanted to be a really good podcaster. And at MapCon last fall, she came up to me and she said, Max, has anybody ever asked you about the camera angle you use? And the fact that the way you're recording your videos now, the camera is looking up at you. We are looking up your nose, and sometimes we even see nose hair there. It's distracting. It's uh, making people not focus as much on your message or your guest message as they would. And I think that if you could find some way to add another camera angle, that that would really help your downloads. And it would make your, your whole video presentation better. And she said, I hope it's okay to tell you that. And to which I said, I wish somebody had told me that five years ago because I'd been asking, <laughs> I'd been asking guests and show hosts for five years. Hey, do I look good? Am I in focus? Is the lighting okay? You know, I always ask that because I got no way of knowing if the other person on the other side doesn't tell me. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, after we did that, and I recorded a few episodes with the new camera, uh, she sent me an email and she goes, "You know, Max." Uh, you really need to improve. It would, it would make it even better if you could add an additional light source. And she said, because right now you have the halo effect where you've got only, the only light you have is behind you. It makes you look like you have a disconnected head and, you know, but Hey, Stacy is an interior designer by trade. And so when you do that for a living for 30 plus years, it gets into your, into your mindset where stuff like that bothers you, you know, it, Physically yeah. hurts you to look at stuff like that. And thankfully, thankfully for me, I have a good friend like her who said, uh, you know, and so, you know, we, uh, she and another friend in the group helped me pick out a light. And uh, then my nephew set it up, but she, you know, she reviewed it for me and said, you know, that uh, looks pretty good. And, you know, unless you're going to add a third light source, which I really have no interest in doing, but, you know, it is so much better. And, that wouldn't have happened except for the fact that I have, you know, people know that I really want to do as good work as I can, given uh, given my abilities and the location I have to work with. Those that happens sometimes. But usually. Usually you do have to ask. And sometimes that sometimes it's easy, because if if there's a submission form or an email address or a contact form. I love those because I don't have to, I don't have to talk to nobody. I don't have to, you know, you just fill out the form and press send and forget about it. And quite often with forms like that, I have submitted myself to things that I really wasn't qualified for at the time, but it didn't cost me no money. I thought, Hey, it'd be great if they said yes. And of course, the perfect example of that is when, uh, is when I won the Amtrak Writers in Residence uh, Award and and got them to pay me to go to New York City for for the Christmas and New Year's holidays in 2016, 2017. Um, I actually wrote on their blog announcing the contest that based on the other that I had to stop reading the profiles of previous winners because I was starting to talk myself into not applying. And because I could, you know, I looked at these people, you know, some of them had produced films, they had uh, award-winning plays. They had multiple best-selling books. And I started to talk myself out of it, but I said, no, Max, just close this page, go over to their form. Uh, I copied and pasted the first three chapters of my first book because they wanted a long writing sample. And I sent it off and I forgot about it. And uh, nine months later, they called me up on the phone from an unknown number at nine o'clock at night and tell me I won. 
but I had no business applying. Uh, I actually remember thinking to myself or humming to myself that song from Sesame Street, like, which one of these is not like the others? <laughs> well, you know, so Max, I, uh, yeah, I, well, I, oh man, where was I going with this? I had, I had a story about asking and how, uh, if, uh, it was about feedback, right? So yeah. I ask uh, in when with a lot of the um, with a lot of the icon or mapcon as uh, at the time, I asked for for feedback, and I would ask like, hey, if you you know have feedback, I would love for you to include your name and your email address so I can get in contact with you and you yeah. know hash out some more of like why you liked it or why you didn't like it. And uh, there was somebody who pushed back on that was like, I've never filled out a feedback form where I had to put in my name. That's horrific and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, this is, this is, this is crazy. Like she did, this is really bad. So, uh, so I, I reached out uh, to her and said, Hey, look, I'd love to, to learn more about what went wrong and why, why you had a bad experience. And afterwards she thanked me and said, you know, people don't usually want to know like, in depth what what went wrong or why they that was the case and i was like well how am i ever supposed to get better if, if i don't ask you yeah. know the right questions uh and then have a conversation so that i could really see your point of view on it because all i have is people in my ear saying how great and amazing the event was <laughs> like well that's awesome and i super thankful for that but there's got to be something that i could do that would help you know, get, you know, get, get it to help get it to the next level. So, uh, yeah. So I love, I I love forms like that because I've figured something out about them. Um, You know how on those forms they ask you to, usually they ask you for your first and your last name. Um, I now use my first name. The first name blank is I now put in the blind blogger. And then the second name blank, I put in Maxwell Ivy. And it's just another way for me to, to give the, you know, to reference my brand and to, you know, to let them know before they even start reading my comment or my email, wait a minute, this is the blind blogger. And there's still a lot of people out there who, who find out about me and, and don't believe I exist or wonder how it's possible, even though there, there are many other visually impaired uh, bloggers or podcasters. Um, last year at PodFest, I asked John, I asked uh, Chris Kermitsis, I said, you think we could make an effort next year to have some other visually impaired podcasters here? Because I know there's a bunch of them. And this year at PodFest, Christy, uh, Chris, uh, Katie Kermitsis, I was having fun with her. I said, I said, well, Katie, I asked y'all for more blind podcasters this year. Uh, we have one more. And Katie said, yeah, but we improved by a hundred percent. No. So Brent Bastard says it's tough with feedback because often people don't want to hurt feelings. It's really valuable though. When, the, when you can get honest input, 110% agree there. Yeah. Uh, people don't want to hurt feelings. I know I don't like, like I couldn't be one of those judges on like one of those TV shows and be like, that was terrible. You you need to quit like that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> right. Cause like, I'm always looking for the positive. I'm always looking for like, yeah. okay, here's like the one thing. Let's hone in on the one thing, get better at that. And then things, other things will start to fall in place for you. But yeah, yeah I don't know. What, what, what do you, what do you think, Max? Well, I think that most of those shows, they generally have a panel of three to five judges and they always have two or three people on the panel who all they all they're there for is to look at the positive. So, you know, you couldn't be Simon Cowell, but you could be you could be Posh Spice. 
Oh, gee. no, no, it was Scary Spice. And it was, uh, oh, it was okay. I forget what her actual name is, but but yeah, no, I, you know. But the problem with those people is they love everything. Just like Howie Mandel gets paid a ton of money to just like I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like every every single thing. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, used to I used I to feel for either. I used to feel for Ed McMahon because there's no telling how many bad jokes he laughed at over the years to have his job with Johnny Carson. <laughs> oh Mel B, Brent says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, actually, she she is pretty critical. So I, I, I maybe I could, I could, I could be Mel B. I, I don't have the looks, but uh, yeah, money. yeah. But okay, <laughs> I, I, all right. But before I get totally sidetracked, I want to share the most important thing I've learned about asking for things, whether it's asking for help or opportunities. And I, I generally share this in in a lot of podcasts and um, and interviews. Is is this? If you refuse to ask, you rob the other person of the joy they would have received from helping you. And I find that if I could get people to focus on the other person and stop thinking so much about themselves, about how they will look uh, if they have to ask for help. Um, you know, maybe people are afraid they'll, they'll come off as being egotistical if they ask them for the opportunity to be on a podcast or a TV show. You know, and of course, a lot of people feel weak, um, embarrassed, less than what they think they should be if they have to ask for help. But if you think about it from the other person's point of view, that they have opportunities and they're looking for the ideal person to fill them, or they have years of time put into learning a skill, acquiring knowledge, building up experience. And the best thing you can do for their day to make them feel better is to come along and go, I know you know this stuff. I'm really struggling. Would you please help me? And so that's why I always like to to, to try to share that one thing is, uh, is if you don't ask, you rob the other person of their joy. And I've heard other people say, it, if you don't ask, you rob the other person of their blessing. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'd agree. Uh, Michael Wolf says, what's up? well, first off, what's up, Michael Wolf? Uh, he says, it all boils down to effective communication, 80% listening, 20% response. And uh, I would definitely agree. Um, if you're if you're not listening and you're only looking to figure out what's my response going to be to this, uh, you know, I, and, and to go along with that, don't be afraid to take a pause, right? Because you don't have to be like, oh, the person closed their mouth for like a split second. <laughs> I have to get, I have to bounce right now. You don't have to be that way. You, you can take a pause, then collect the thoughts and, and go, you don't have to be like, uh, yeah. And I, and I recently, I recently heard of a podcaster give a, give a talk just on that subject about the. Oh no. Oh no. You, you muted your mic, Max. You mu oh no. You muted your mic. Oh, there you go. I was trying to tell my computer to stop talking to me. I hit the <laughs> wrong button. Um, uh, but it was what gave a, gave a talk about the, the power of a pause when it comes to having a conversation. Of course, she was talking about it in the frame of, of being a podcast interviewer. Uh, but you're right. We don't have to fill every pause. Uh, we don't. And, uh, I I personally think that when it comes to effective listening, that uh, I I have an advantage in that I depend so much on the on the verbal communication, on the information that comes in from people speaking to me or from devices speaking to me. And the other thing is, is I learned a long time ago that I do not multitask well. I have to be uh, in the moment, 
focused on the conversation, thinking about the other person and really listening to what they have to say and trying to put myself in their position as to not only what they're saying, but why are they saying, trying to understand their uh, their point of view as well as their position in life at this time. And I think that does play into effective listening. It's not just, you know, really paying attention to what they say, but trying to put yourself in their place and really understand what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I mean, that, that also comes back to having empathy, right? And I love your branded cup, by the way. Well, it's funny that you mention it. It's it's one of only two because the company that made them for me has gone out of business. Aww, so, so I've got to find a I've got to find a new vendor, and I'm really disappointed because the company I was using they had a very simple um, ordering process for uh, for people to to order the wholesale or to buy them and have them sent to people. It was uh, very very uh, screen reader accessible, friendly, and they also had some very good people in their customer service thing, but they closed down on April 2nd. So I've got to find a new provider for, uh, for, for cups and mugs. Oh, yeah, it they, does. They closed, down, they closed down for good. Like, yeah, they, they went out of business. They went, they went out of business on uh, April 2nd. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. I know. And I like the cup. I really like the mug. It, um, th- of course they don't off. They didn't offer the traveling mugs, which is what several of the people who saw the mug said they really would, prefer to buy if they were going to buy a mug. So if I, when I find my next provider, they'll have to do the, the travel mug and the water bottles and things like that. But, uh, but you know, as, as far as the branded mug goes, that right there is, is an example of where I asked uh, both uh, asked by implication by putting it out on the online and then also asked directly with, I had been saying for a long time, um, I decided back in January next last year that I wanted to be much more serious about my podcast. And several people who know told me I needed to have a, a new professional logo. And I started putting out into the world that I needed somebody to help me design the logo and, you know, didn't get any responses on it. But back in, what was it, March or April, I was interviewing Sandra Henry for my podcast, um, heartfelt keepsakes for you, Sandra. And I was doing a pre-interview before I had her on my show. And, uh, we, somehow we got to talking about it. And, uh, I mentioned that I had had somebody who I paid, but they didn't provide the, the artwork. And then, uh, she said, well, let me see if I can come up with something for you. And, uh, since you've had this bad experience, you won't have to pay me for it unless you love it or unless your community loves it. And then 30 minutes later, she she sends me a text message saying she has the idea. And we worked together and created the, the artwork. And then, uh, so the what's your excuse, the whole idea of the, the guy with the cape and the, uh, the superhero motif, that's all her design. And that came from, you know, putting it out there that this is something I wanted and needed and didn't know how I would accomplish it. And I was surprised that people who do it for a living didn't, you know, show up and go, well, what kind of budget do you have? But instead I meet Sandra and I, then I ended up having her on my, on my podcast and uh, she had a great interview with her after she also, you know, did interview with you on the video. So it was, you know, it was a good example of, of, you know, not directly asking, 
but putting it out there in the world that I needed something that I wasn't able to do that would very well would definitely help my my business. And now, as you say, we have a brand. Um, the the what's your excuse brand? The what's your excuse show? Uh, we don't have a what's your excuse website because those are all taken and the really good ones would cost lots and lots and lots of money. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was just one of those things I had been wanting it and asking for it and nobody came up, but then eventually I'm having a conversation with somebody really listening to them, getting to know them, uh, building a, a relationship, mainly just for the podcast. And I end up with not one, but two awesome logos because, you know, she also did this where I'm wearing a suit. Yeah. The one that's on, I'm showing, I'm showing them right now on the screen share. Max is the one where you have the, you're just in the suit with the cane. I think I, I'm, am I the one that I'm the yes, one that out yes. the cane? Yes. Right? You, like, you are the one who said there had to be a cane. Yes. I, Cause I was like, um, like you have a cane like with you a lot i don't use it much person. i don't i don't use it much but i've always got it with me yes exactly <laughs> i get grief from other blind people about my canes about my cane skills and my traveling skills but i tell them i just have a different way of getting there uh, <laughs> you know which is which is another you know is another example think about this i got, i went to new york nope. city in 2016 okay uh, okay I don't, I'm the only people I know there are the people I'm staying with because I was doing the Airbnb thing. But I traveled all over New York City, basically going from one person's shoulder to the next person's shoulder, uh, just saying, hey, I'm going here. And eventually somebody would come up and go, well, sure, you can follow me. And, uh, you know, I did that. I did that several days. That was my pretty much primary way of getting to places. And, but that's not, the way a lot of other visually impaired people do it because most of them have more more uh they have more vision than i do or they have better cane skills or they're just a little more the adventurous but i choose to think that by asking people to help me get from here to there i get an opportunity to talk to people i wouldn't have ordinarily met uh yeah no absolutely if it all falls into asking right uh yeah now I, uh, let me see here. So, so Brent Basham says, what's your excuse show.com is available as well as what's your excuse. When did it become available? Because it was for sale for $15,000 a month ago. For the, what's your excuse show.com. What's your excuse show.com is available. We didn't, you know, yeah, maybe I had somebody excuse.com. Cause that, I had, that is unavailable. Yeah. Maybe okay. If I go to like GoDaddy. Maybe they'll put. A, they have a uh, amount. Well, I appreciate that. Fifteen thousand dollars for what's your excuse? That's what it was a month or so ago. The last time I looked, I didn't think about what's your excuse Whoa. show. <laughs> oh my god! Twenty nine thousand eight hundred and eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Get the heck out of here! Yeah, you got to add the show or podcast. Brent says, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Oh, All right. God. That's, the best that's... I had come up with. The be- hey, see, <laughs> see, that's a perfect example of asking subliminally. We put it out there that, you know, the podcast name was taken and somebody goes, well, that was taken. But how about you? Know, so the what? So what's your excuse show dot com is, is is available or what's your excuse podcast? Um, I like what's your excuse show. My my Twitter handle is W.Y.E. show because what's your excuse is too many letters. 
Yeah. Uh, what, what, wait, what was it? W. Somebody. Y E show.com. Well, yeah, that, that's available. Yeah. But I only did that for my Twitter handle because I couldn't find a, I could, because somebody already has what's your excuse on Twitter. And I couldn't, if I added more letters, I think that's like the maximum 15 letters already. Mm. What's is five and Y is four is nine. E-X-C-U-S, E-X-C-U-S. Yeah, that's 15 letters already. So um, so I typed in What's Your Excuse podcast, and you know there's another show called What's Your Excuse, right? Yes, I know there's several okay. shows okay. with that in the title. I have to tell people to put What's Your Excuse show or to put What's Your Excuse with a question mark if they're searching for me. Hmm. Okay, so yeah. This but, is here's the gr- but here's, yeah, but here's the great awesome. thing. Here's the cool thing. Because... I met Chip Edwards at Map at MapCon two years ago. Yeah, because because I heard him talk and I said, I because I heard him talk. I said, Hey, Chip, I want to find out more about this. Is it possible you, you know, would work some sort of a deal with me because you know you'd be working with a blind guy and um, and he gave me a pretty good deal. But we've been working together for almost two years now. He's a sponsor of the podcast because I just really appreciate what he does. But yeah, a friend, one of my followers. Uh, sent me an email about three weeks ago and said, Max, when I say when I ask Alexa to play What's Your Excuse, she now won't play your podcast. She's playing somebody else's podcast. And I looked into it and I asked Chip and Chip said, OK, Max, here's what's happening. Um, you you we did not file for the invocation for What's Your Excuse. We only filed for it for the blind blogger because you didn't ask me to file for What's Your Excuse. So that was on uh. me. But here's the thing. He said. Since Alexa pulls from Spotify, if people have their Alexa enabled, they can say, play What's Your Excuse, and they will get whichever What's Your Excuse is rated higher by Spotify. But so what me and Chip did, or what Chip did after I asked him, uh, he filed for the invocation name, What's Your Excuse? So now if you ask Alexa for it or if you ask Google for it, you're going to get my podcast. So I got to give a shout out to, to Chip Edwards too, because uh, as of I think last week, uh, you can now enable the Super Joe part, you know, enable Super Joe Pardo on your uh, A L E X A or OK uh, <laughs> G O G L E. Uh, and and I love how, how we all have to whisper it, man. I yeah. think that's funny. <laughs> Uh, and while you will not get my podcast yet, we're I'm working on some flash briefing stuff uh, with him and all that. But you, there, I do have the 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 name uh, secured, Super Joe Pardo. So no one else can go and be Super Joe Pardo on yeah. on on our Echoes and uh, Google Homes. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So that's really cool. But yeah, there is another what you ask, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Ask, and you have to be ask, specific, ask. and you have to ask for for everything you want, and then and then sometimes you have to go. Uh, is there other things available? Maybe I haven't asked for everything I need. So, you know, that's, uh, and that's what happened with the, with the, with the Alexa skill. And, uh, and yes, since I record my podcast live, even though it isn't broadcast live, she has turned up on my show a couple of times, but I think it's, I think it's fine for two reasons. One, it's authentic. It proves to people that I'm recording live. The other thing is, is it kind of makes people think, well, you know, he's, uh, I can actually listen to his podcast by saying it. So I'm cool with it. It happens every once in a while. It happened with me and David Goldstein the other day. But yeah, that is cool. Um, and, you know, with, and, and the funny thing is, is 
uh, like I said, Chip is a sponsor of the podcast. But uh, last summer, I was exchanging emails with his wife, Pam, who's also an amazing creative woman. Uh, she does uh, woodworking and just is a real artist from what I hear. And um, I was talking to her about, well, I need to start bringing in some more income on the podcast. And she was like, have you thought about asking people to sponsor the show? And I said, I've thought about it and I've done, I've, I've put it out there, but nobody ever goes for it. And she said, have you thought that maybe there are people who would like to sponsor your show, but they think that you probably would want a lot more money or, and they're afraid to ask you because they're afraid of, of offending you or insulting you by offering what they can pay you at this time. And I said, no, I've never thought about that. She said, well, why don't you put it out there that you'd be willing to take on a sponsor for, you know, X amount of money and just see what happens. So I put it out there and 24 hours later, Pam wrote in and said they wanted to take the sponsorship. So I personally, you know, so basically it was her way of asking for something that they were thinking about, you know, and at the same time, it helped me. But if I hadn't, if I hadn't told her that, Hey, I'm struggling, I need to bring in some more money. And as a result, you know, I've got these great friends. They provide a wonderful service. Their sponsorship of this show is what's allowed me, uh, for the most part, it's really helped out with the money to travel to MapCon, to PodFest, uh, to another event in New Jersey back in January called uh, Unblinded Sales Mastery. And, you know, without them, without uh, us having that conversation, me, me, me asking and then later her asking, um, I would have had to say no to a lot of things over the last 15 months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm so glad that you, you know, you ask and that's how, <laughs> Yes, because you shall receive. Uh, you put it out yeah. there in the universe, and the universe will, will provide. Uh, maybe, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. My it's, friend, uh, my, my, my friend Chelsea yesterday said, she, she said, Max, I wish I had your courage to ask people for stuff. She said, I just don't know how you do it, how you, you know, send emails to famous people and fill out applications. And I said, well, it's very simple. I spent over 15 years uh, doing the bookings for a seven-ride carnival in the state of Texas. And at that time, most of our competitors had 15 or 20 or more rides. They all, even ones that had the same amount as we did, had more exciting rides than we did. And so <laughs> I spent a lot of time being told no. And that's where the whole, if you don't ask, they can't say yes for, uh, comes from. Because my dad would actually say that to me when I would get tired and frustrated of, of continually being told by no, no by events and by shopping center owners that they just didn't want us. Uh, and that's what he would tell me. I keep going. So because of all that time, I really just am not afraid of being told no. And I share that because I think a lot of people feel like, you know, he got to be this fearless person overnight or he's always been that way. But, you know, growing up and for a lot of my life, I would have been considered an introvert. And, yeah, I could I could send I could send letters, you know, back when people still wrote letters. Uh, that was easy. And calling people one-on-one, -on -one, I could do that, but I had to psych myself up to do it. But after, like I say, years and years of doing an occupation that basically if I didn't do it, uh, we probably weren't going to eat. It mm -hmm. has become something that's part of me. And I'm just not as scared of being told no. I mean, 
Uh, matter of fact, I hope that if somebody's going to tell me no, I hope they call me on the phone so I get a I get a chance to talk to them. And I don't mean you know to exactly. to get angry with them. I just mean if you're going to tell me no anyway, let's have a conversation. You know, let's hang out a while. And even if even if the answer is no, when we're through, you'll like me more. So, or I may understand you better. But I do, and I will honestly admit this: I do uh, ask for a lot of things for me and for my friends and clients. I send out a lot of emails and, and fill out a lot of submission forms. And in, in fact, one of one of my good friends, Mara Sweeney, uh, last month introduced me to a friend of hers on LinkedIn because I asked her to. And her introduction to this woman was, um, she said, she said, I don't know what Max wants, but I know he wants something and I know it'll be entertaining. That was her introduction <laughs> to, to her friend on LinkedIn. I don't know what he wants. But I know he will ask you for something, and it will be be entertaining. You know that's <laughs> well, it, it will. It, it always is entertaining with you, Max. It's that's one of the reasons I enjoy getting to talk to you so often. Um, so all right, so I need to I need to uh, break real quick here to talk about uh, May sixteenth. We're doing the uh, Community Building for Podcasters Conference. It's live. It's virtual. It's free. It's happening over at IndiePodCon.com slash virtual. You uh, absolutely do not want to miss this. We have, uh, I think it's 12 speakers, plus we're raising money for a charity. Uh, it looks like as of right now, that charity may be No Kid Hungry, uh, as the voting has is taking place inside of the IndiePodCon group. If you haven't joined that group and you're watching this outside of that group on on Facebook somewhere, uh, go and join us. It's indiepodcon.com slash group. You can join us. If you want to be a guest on this show, because, uh, like we have, uh, we have quite a few more weeks booked up here, uh, week after week after week. In fact, next week, uh, we have Pete Turner, uh, coming on and then Annette bone, uh, and then Eric Hunley makes his return to the show. Uh, Unstructured podcast fame. Yeah. 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 Big, 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 uh, Big fan of him and his show. He, you know, he just had uh, John Ma uh, Mc McAfee on his show. Wow, uh, cra crazy old John McAfee was uh, was his guest on his show. Um, we we, you know, there's there's just so uh, so many guests. We we're looking for more guests. Uh, you know, for in June and July and August. Uh, so if you want to be a guest, if you're an indie independent podcaster, go to indiepodcon.com/guest. Uh, pick a time on the calendar and uh, fill out the like four questions there, and I will see you uh, be a guest here on the IndiePod podcast. Uh, let's see uh, updates about uh, September twenty fourth to the twenty sixth here in Philadelphia. We're supposed to be having our live event earlier tonight. I sent out a uh, survey in an email asking, uh, you know, a scale of one to ten. How likely would you be to come to a live event? With one being no, we're let's just we're doing let's do a virtual, uh, and ten being I'm not going to miss it. Like there, there's just no way. I I mean, assuming that we're allowed to have it, I think that kind of went without saying. Assuming we're allowed to yes. have it, um, you know, and it's safe enough for us to have it, presumably, uh, you know, we we go ahead and have an event. Well. Uh, the, the results so far, uh, are kind of split, uh, maybe a little more than well, I kind of thought. Well, if you think about it, the entire Corona issue has become split just like everything else in the country. So I'm not sure why you were surprised. 
Um, we, we even I, I have as podcasters, we even, yeah, we were more sensitive to like this kind of stuff. Um, which, which, look, there was a number of a, a bunch of ones. So I, I'm going to throw this up on the screen and show. So, uh, Max, I'll I'll walk it through since you can so you can see 46 percent. Uh, what was the one? It should just be virtual. Um, but if you if you look at from like a five to ten. It's uh, let's see, nine nine people voted ten, one person voted nine, four uh, four people voted eight, five people voted seven, zero for six, uh, five for five. So if you took a five to ten, that's a pretty good clip of uh, eighteen nineteen plus five uh, is twenty four. So like twenty four people of like almost half, right? Uh, not I mean just under just under half. Looks like you're about a third there. Although I hate to say it, I hate to, I hate to point that out because I'm hoping you have the event. Um, I've, well, I've I don't want to so- not have the event, but I also don't want to have to self quarantine myself and my family for two weeks after the event either, right? So it's yeah. there's a very because like my son has uh like a, a asthmatic thing when right. he gets sick, so he has a nebulizer, but. Yeah, so like I, it's I, I'm still kind of up in the air, and I just thought like you know what, let me let me take a poll and see like because I, I I kind of honestly Max, I was expecting it to be much more ones, twos, and threes. You didn't expect like, all the zeros. No, 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 not zeros. No, no, no. no. Oh, there was no zeros. There, oh, okay. There, um, but just I was not as many tens, ones, or t- tens, nines, eights, seven, six, and fives. You know, like I, I was expecting more. So you're right, probably right. It is probably closer to like a third of the people that have voted so far uh, are are in the camp of like, yeah, I, I would go if it's safe and expect, you know, we're allowed to like, yeah, it's a thing. Um, yeah. Michael, well, thank you so much. Indie Polycon rocks. It, I, I, I like to, I might be a little biased. I'm not supposed to give my opinion, but I would say it probably does. Uh, Chip Edwards is in the house. What's up, Chip? Like that advice. If you don't ask, you already have the answer you are afraid of. Uh, Brent Basham says, wow, asking, I love that. Yeah, right. Thanks, Chip. And, that was awesome. It, that was awesome. Uh, and Brent says, and you're asking why we still have no clue where this goes. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I know, Brent. I, I'm trying to get a, um, I'm just trying to get a pulse and see, like, it, you know, it, are people going to feel like they can go, right? Like that, like uh, themselves, right? They, they, they would be willing to make that choice to go it's because just because you can, uh, you're allowed, like allowed to legally or whatever. Um, and you're, you're free to go, um, doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to feel comfortable in going. Um, and, and, and obviously I want everybody to be comfortable. I, I would love to have the event. I think there's still a potential for us to have the event. I'm not, I'm not canceling it. I just wanted to get a pulse to see where we're at. And maybe in another, uh, four weeks, five weeks, I'll send another poll out and ask like where, where people are at, where we're looking at, you know, I mean, people, people vote with their dollars. Right. And full disclosure, ticket sales have not been lighting up the world at all. So, you know, yeah, just, but you know, just trying yeah, but, to gauge yeah. where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. In but this decision-making. Yeah. But I'd like to, I'd like to throw out a couple of things here. One by being, what'd you say? September 24th, September 24th, you know, you're, uh, for the Philadelphia area, you're at the beginning of the you're at the beginning of winter, and there are going to be people who are concerned that 
as we go back into the cold weather season, that this thing is going to come back as bad or even worse. And that could have played in. I wonder if the results would have been different if you were asking about holding Indy Podcom in August as opposed to almost October. Well, Max, actually, that uh, fall starts September 22nd, so it's two days after fall starts. So technically, I mean, not technically, but it's basically still, quote, unquote, summer. And up here, it's still pretty warm in some. Excuse me, in September, depending on how how things go, but um, yeah. but no, I I agree with this. I I agree with the the sentiment that like, hey, the, you know, we might be rolling into a a pretty rough time, uh, part two, uh, yeah, in this country. Well, yeah, and and I'm I'm one of many people who said this at Podfest that if if we hadn't already bought tickets and already most of us already been there on March sixth. I think the turnout wouldn't have been anywhere close to, you know, 15 or 1800 or 2000 or whatever it was. But by the time things started to get really serious, most people were either already there or had already spent their money and been told they wouldn't be able to get a refund from the airport or the hotel. So I think that if Podfest yeah. had been a week later, it wouldn't have sold it wouldn't have sold many had it wouldn't have had many people on the floor either. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, Chris knows that. He, he, you know, he was concerned. He was as concerned as I was concerned about going yeah. and bringing my family behind me, and then going to Disney World. Like it was not, it was not fun. Uh, Terry Walters, based sure on what I'm hearing, stressful. live events are going to get uh, a pretty slow startup. Joe, I think people are still afraid to commit. Love live, uh, love live events, but difficult to commit. I, I totally understand. Like I. <laughs> Like, it's, like I just said about PodFest, like I, I was real close. Like I was dragging my feet going to the airport because I was just like, I, can so, like it, 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 I'm okay. Like I would have been okay if somebody had been like, hey, we're no, like we're canceling flights. Like we're, we're shutting down movement and stuff like that. Like on a, like within a week's notice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was like legit nervous um, and, and didn't want to go. So I'm glad I went. Uh, in you know, in hindsight, everything turned out. Yeah, fine, last, thankful, last big party, like, last big party, last big networking event for a while. So I'm glad I went too, and yeah. and I'm sure I'm sure Chris was very concerned because he's just that kind of person. Um, but as far as uh, public events, I haven't heard back yet. But uh, while WordCamp in Houston was canceled or was at least postponed till September, they're still holding their holding their options open. Uh, WordCamp USA is supposed to be in Missouri the first week of September, and they haven't they haven't replied to my my sus- submission to speak yet. But they haven't sent me a letter saying that they're they're canceling their event. So some people are still you know going ahead and going through the process because they just they really don't know where we're going to be a month, two months, three months from now. But if they wait until we know for sure, then they're they're in a more difficult position as an event organizer than if they go ahead and, and try to plan things now. And yeah. I will be the first to admit that if, if, uh, if I, the, as much, as much um, pushback as I had leaving here to go to Orlando before the Corona got serious, uh, I think there's going to have to be a lot more improvement than we have so far for, for my family to feel comfortable with me going, even if I don't, even if I feel comfortable with it. And, you know, since, since I don't drive, um, you know, usually it does come down to convincing the rest of them. (laughs) So we'll see. 
Well, you know, it's it, so it is it is uh, it is difficult. But to go along with with the theme of tonight, right? If I if I don't ask, if I don't yeah. put it out there and just get an idea of like what are people thinking? Is it overwhelmingly in one way or the other? Then I, then how, like how am I supposed to know how to steer the boat? You know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, so let's got, look at know. let's look at it from the other point of view. How are the virtual uh, summits doing as far as uh, attendance are are they are is the audience growing i know the facebook community is growing every time you do one and yes so i mean that's uh, growing every day period but yeah but yes yeah yeah so so this it may be that there's no real need for you to even have to do a live i, I know you enjoy doing them and we all enjoy being able to see each other face to face but uh, so it may be the case that doing a live event is not something you need to do as part of your business model or part of your branding in order to keep moving forward as Super Joe Pardo. Well, no, I, absolutely. Um, I, I, ideally, I would love to still do the, the live event, but you know, if people feel that way now. He, I think this is pretty telling. Uh, Chip Edwards said WordCamp US went virtual. Uh, so I guess that's your answer there. Yeah, that must have happened recently because I, I haven't gotten an email from them. Uh, but many of them canceled. And But Chip should know. He does more WordCamp talks than anybody I know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he really been, he's, he has really been out there uh, spreading the word about uh, voice branding and protecting your name online through yes. Alexa and Google. He's really been working hard at it. I'm very, very yeah, impressed by it. Has. Yeah. Uh, so, so, all right. So anyway, um, we're, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up time. Um, Max, do you have any last thoughts, any last stories that you'd like to share, uh, about asking that, you know, that, that might inspire people to get up the nerve and, and ask. Uh, well, let's see. I think I've told, most of my really good stories. Um, asking people, uh, you know, it's rare. Somebody asks me a question. I don't already have the answer it for. The, it was just the. Last. I mean, I've done over two hundred. I've done over two hundred and fifty podcasts, and I mean, you would think at this point. Um, oh yeah, I got a. I got a good story. This happened just recently. Um, I'm surprised often by when. Uh, people put out that they have an opportunity available that hardly anybody will take them up on it. I know some of that is skepticism. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, of, of um, uh, maybe not fear, but apprehension in the online world. But recently a, in a Facebook group that I, I feel pretty comfortable in uh, from Mark Mawinney, the natural born coaches podcast host, somebody put it out there that they had a Roku channel that was looking for more content. And so I sent them my information. Uh, they checked out my podcast. They got on the phone when we had a conversation. They've since started syndicating the video from my YouTube channel there. They're taking the video from there. They are editing it and then putting it up on Roku on knob TV. But the reason I'm mentioning this is I asked them uh, if they had had a whole bunch of people and they said, no, very few people had, reached out to them and they were disappointed because they are, are looking to add more content where it can be streamed on Roku and then eventually on Amazon. So sometimes it can be 
there's an opportunity there and taking advantage of it is really pretty simple. It's not uh, all that difficult for you to do it, but part of you just thinks, you know, it's too good to be true. Um, or they can't really want me, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just an average podcaster, you know, I'm a good interviewer. I, my numbers aren't, uh, you know, aren't in the thousands of downloads or the millions of followers, but, you know, because I said, okay, I'll see what they're doing, what they're all about. And I'll, I'll, uh, you know, share my content with them and see what they think. And as a result, they said, yes, uh, two or three of my episodes are already on Roku, on Roku at knob, at knob TV. And, uh, I've talked to a few friends in the last week who are like, wow, now I can actually, uh, I'll be, I'll be more likely to watch your podcast. So these are, um, and then of course, everybody knows the, uh, everybody knows how I'm, I, <clears throat> everybody knows how I accidentally interviewed John Lee Dumas because I, you know, I said, Hey, I don't think that you would be a good fit for my podcast. Cause it doesn't look like you've ever struggled before. And he replied, <laughs> And he replied, telling me, "Has any of your guests ever ever went to combat and lost four of their friends in 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 warfare?" And and uh, I said, "And I said, no, absolutely not." So, you know, he ended up being on a pocket. But you know, that's the point. You have to have the freedom to say stuff like that, to ask people questions that you probably figure the answer is no. I mean, uh, I had no. I mean, if you look at most of his online work, it does not look like he's ever struggled. So basically that was me being authentic and saying, this is, this is how I see my podcast. And th these are the types of guests I want on my podcast. And interesting thing about it is of the, uh, of the last uh, 10 interviews I've done, his, is, his has the, the lowest number of downloads of anybody else I've interviewed, even though it was a great interview. <laughs> Okay. Yes. <laughs> so basically, basically you have to, you have to, um, you have to overcome the fear of looking foolish. You have to overcome the fear of people, th of you thinking uh, people will see you as less than you are. And you have to just go ahead and ask. Um, I say, you know, I say, if you don't ask, they can't say yes. I wish I could remember what Chip said because that was brilliant. I can bring it up. It's but the, uh, if you don't ask, you already have the answer you're afraid of. Yes. So it comes down to fear. And I used to tell people that I was not courageous, brave, or fearless. But as I talk to people about asking for stuff, I realize I am just not worried about somebody telling me no. And it takes a lot of practice to get there. I'm not going to say, you know, you're going to send five emails and you're going to be good, but uh, it comes down to deciding that you're just not going to be afraid of what people think about you when you ask. And for the most part, people are going to think pretty well of you because the truth of the matter is most everybody that's a teacher was once a, was once a student. Most everybody that you're asking once had to ask themselves. Just because they feel just because they've gotten to a point where it looks like they no longer need anybody's help doesn't mean they don't remember when they needed everybody's help.
I'm gonna ding the bell for that because that that is so that is so true, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, so many weeks I get to talk to you, Max, and I'm so grateful uh, for the opportunity for sure. Well, um, I'm really I'm really grateful to the opportunity to know you and to call you friend and to have been part of your events and to have you be part of my story. And uh, all facetiousness aside, the next book is out soon, and there are mentions of Joe Pardo in it. So, oh uh, no. Oh, that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll be a good thing. And and just as a just as an aside, um, every once in a while you you are not every once in a while there's a lesson you're not really ready for yet. When I first met Joe in person, he took me to dinner and I was very um reluctant to to order what I wanted to eat. I was happy with what I chose, but I was uh I was afraid of of infringing on his generosity. And a few weeks ago at PodFest, uh, a nice couple that I met in the hallway, we talked a while. They asked me if I wanted to go to dinner with them. I said, sure. They asked me what, what I wanted to eat. I just said, hey, this is what I want. I'm going to drink. I want to drink a beer with my meal. And Joe comes up and he says, you know, Max, it's amazing how much progress you've made in, in a couple of years. Because when I first met you, you would have never done what you just did so sometimes we just have to wait sometimes those lessons take a while before we're ready to accept them and i want to and that's just one of the many things i've learned from you so thank you dude i but i've learned so much from you you from patience to asking uh to courageousness of of being you know living a life that um you know doesn't come easy in in any sense of the matter um, so I, you know, I, I absolutely, uh, have learned so much from you, Max, and, and I'm so glad to be able to call you a friend and, and be able to talk to you so often, uh, on the phone. It's, it's, yeah. And, and, and to get to see I'm you here. so many times in, in, th- in three years, how awesome <laughs> is that? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. And well, I, and I've submitted, I'm, I'm submitted to speak at, um, at any PodCon whenever the next one happens. So. I'm looking forward to doing my life as a river talk for y'all and, uh, and hopefully it'll be this year, but if not, it'll be not if 20, 2021, if not this year. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, it absolutely will. It, yeah. There, without a doubt there, there will be a 2021 event, uh, for icon. Uh, so uh, Max, I got one last, I got two last asks for you. Oh yeah. First off, uh, how can people connect with you? Yeah. They can find me at the blindblogger.net. Or they can they can ask they can ask Alexa and Google to either um, play the blind blogger or um, Google you go ask for the blind blogger and then uh, what's your excuse as we talked about that earlier just just tell either one of those ladies that you want to you want to listen to what's your excuse and she'll find it for you. Um, <laughs> <That's> I, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that as podcasters we're afraid of saying her name. Well, and yes, and yes, Chip. Creators, yes, right? yes, yes. And yes, Chip, I know you explained to me the other day how to change her name, and I'm going to do it, okay? <laughs> well, it's funny, my tablet in front of me uses the A M A Z O N as the yes. wake word, and I have a A L E X A behind me <laughs> on top of the uh, the so, so you basically you basically me. don't have an option. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. I need to change it off of. I would use well. I'd use the uh, word computer, but you can't change it for the. Ta- well, at least last time I checked, you couldn't change it to the tablet. 
but yeah. Uh, Stacy oh, Stacey Greenberg finally decided to join the conversation. I didn't know you guys were chatting tonight. Should you should have mentioned it? You're right. I I should have mentioned it. I apologize, Stacy. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I I am nowhere. Just, 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 beat, my me, just beat me up, Stacy. It's all right. I'm, 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 I can I can I can take it. I'll, I'll take it. Man, um, I don't know that even Stacy would have hit you that hard. I mean, <laughs> you don't know Stacy well enough. That. <laughs> That or I'm not sure uh, you would have been standing at by by swing ten. I mean, <laughs> not sure which way to go on that one. She uh, <laughs> she she is a wonderful person, but she will she will knock you out. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, she's got a frowny face going. Oh, stop, 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 stop. By the way, by the way, Stacy, we we love you, and um, yes. if you get a chance to listen to it later, um, you you come off very favorably. So. You do. You absolutely do, Stacy. And and y'all can find yes, her. <laughs> you can call her, and you can find her at Interior and Design LLC dot com. Yes, you you. Absolutely I got to help out the. I got to help out the lady that's trying to make me look good. In fact, uh, yeah. Here's her. Here's her website right here. Uh, I just pulled it up. Um, <laughs> Chip Edwards is laughing. All right, so uh, my my last question to you, sir, is my big ask is can you sing us a song? And yep, Stacy Greenberg loves us too. Thank you, Stacy. All right, so um, if we're worried about copyright, um, I can sing "Buckaroo" by Donna Jean Foster, a woman I met on the train to New York I'm City. I'm not worried getting... about copyright. You're not worried about okay. All right, yeah. okay. It's okay. a cover song. It's, it's different than okay. me just playing. All right. Song. Okay, as long as you, as long as you're as long as you're not worried, because I'm not worried about it. But about once every three months, somebody will ask me if I'm worried about it, and they'll tell me how much trouble I could get in. So, all righty, hey Garth, if you're listening, I want you on my podcast. <laughs> you know, a dream is like a river, ever changing as it flows. And a dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where it goes. Trying to learn from what's behind and never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry. Like a bird upon the wind, these waters are my sky. I'll never reach my destination if I never try. So I will sail my vessel. Till the river runs dry. Till the river runs dry. Woo! Way to go, Max. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. Been fun. Thank you. It has it has been fun. Uh everybody, thank you all so much for taking the time to watch tonight here on the Indie Pod or listen wherever you are right now listening to the indie pod podcast because our podcasting numbers are growing actually for a while they were they were a little stagnant but they have been growing over the last couple of months uh and i am super appreciative of that 
Uh, next week we have uh, Pete Turner. He was a spy. <laughs> he was like a legit spy, and he's now turned podcaster. Super great guy. He, if you watch the uh, the social media marketing for or super so, uh, social media promotion for podcasting conference, uh, he was part of that. It was it was awesome having him uh, in there, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time next week. I I, I know for sure. Um, Oh, let me see here. Our our sponsor for this week, uh, and if you'd like to sponsor this uh, this show, reach out to me at joe at superjoepardo.com. Uh, shoot me an email. Just like Max, I'm asking. I'm going to do the ass thing. If anybody wants to sponsor this show, it does get, uh, you know, a couple couple hundred views, a couple hundred downloads. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, super targeted for independent podcasters. And if you would like to do that, again, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting. They give you all the tools you need for a successful podcast, such as unlimited podcast hosting, podcast distribution, monetization options for podcasts of any size, and live stream podcasting, podcasting capabilities. Sign up today at www.podbean.com. That's P-O-D. B-E-A-N.com. Uh, I hope you all join us for Community Building for Podcasters Conference. It's live. It's free. It's virtual. It is May 16th. It's from 9 a.m. till uh, Eastern uh, Daylight Time until I think about 3 o'clock, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we have 12 speakers, and we'll be raising money as well as playing some minute-to-win-it games for charity i'll be donating money my own money for anybody who can complete the challenge so uh i'm going to be putting it out in the indie podcasters group if you go to indiepodcon.com slash group you can join that said group and you'll be able to jump in live on the facebooks with probably i don't know anywhere between 30 and 60 people watching while you put a cookie on your forehead and try to get it to your mouth <laughs> Uh, that was fun. Yeah. It, we did yeah, that at DreamCon. That was fun. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. fun. So we're going to be doing that. For every person that does that, I'll be donating money uh, to the charity that we choose. Uh, big shout out to, to everybody who was watching tonight. Uh, by the way, Lou, we missed you. Uh, big shout out to Michael Kroos, uh, Michael Wolf, uh, Ant McGinley, Brent Basham, Stacey Greenberg. My, I don't know if I said Michael Wolf. Uh, Eric Patrick Thomas. Going to ha- uh, hang out with that guy tomorrow night virtually. Uh, and of course, Chip Edwards, Stacy Greenberg, and of course you, Max, thank you so oh, much for you. being here. A lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate it. It is the hour flew by. I don't know where the hour went. Uh, and, and I'm super grateful to, for the, for the great feeling that I'm having right now. Uh, everybody, I hope you all stay safe and stay, uh, you know, away from as many people as possible. If you, if you know what I mean? Uh, I will see you all next week. And if you haven't heard, this this theme music started last week. I don't know if you love it, but shoot it in the comments. I'd love to get some feedback on it. I mean, it's no Max singing, but, you know, I wanted something a little, like, 8-bit and digital to go along with the show. Good night, everybody.